just keep it natty. Cool. Are we on? Are we going? We are on. Cool, NNC cool. podcast number two. Yes, we are sir. Back. We are back. Hey, uh, super appreciate all the support that we got already. Like, definitely really good feedback for everyone that I talked to and really appreciate it. So it's absolutely going to be something that we're going to keep doing. Keep uh, making comments, letting us know things. Um, and we're just going to keep we striving to get better. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Never not climbing. <laughs> Let's kick it off, dude. Minimalistic yeah. living. What makes yeah. you think you can live with few things? Honestly, uh, the fact that riding bikes has been a massive part of, of, of being minimal. Like, currently, you know, I talked about this on the last podcast, I only have... Uh, I only have a fixed gear, and that is like the most OG style of riding and the most minimal way of of riding a bike. There's like nothing on there. Like, you know, you don't even have to ride it with gears because that's kind of the point of the fix. So, um, as I got more and more into cycling, I got I kind of naturally got more and more into minimalism. Like when you're on the bike, the idea is to have everything you need for an entire day with you and not have to go home, not have to, like, change anything out. Like, you should uh, I think it helps that you have to bring everything that you're going to bring with you in a backpack generally, and it is uncomfortable as hell to yes. cart around a heavy backpack that has tons of little, you know, sharp objects sticking into your back Everything's got to get compressed. Everything's got to be packable, for sure. It's got to all be small. And efficiency. Like, yeah, efficiency. Efficiency is key, for sure. And you gotta have you got to have everything. And as it gets colder... Got to have layers, and your layers have to be highly functional. They have to be really thin, very packable, super foldable. Not um, to mention look good. They oh, yeah. Good. Oh, yeah. Always got to keep it fresh on the bike. On the bike, always. Yeah, so it was, it was a real natural progression for me um, to kind of get into minimalism. And, you know, I'm not saying that I'm a pro or an expert or have anything really, like, figured out, but... Beginning of this year, I moved into my apartment with uh, three boxes and two bikes, and that was everything that I owned that was mine. And I was really, really proud of that because it took a long time to get there. I got every, you know, every time I would get like a shirt or something, I would get rid of a shirt. So it was just replacing things. Um, and and as I got, you know, better at replacing things with higher quality stuff and everything kind of lasted longer you know it ended up saving me a lot of money in the long run um because i didn't have to you know (laughs) buy nice and you never buy twice so that was kind of that was kind of it for me and then you know that translates into other stuff too and it that went to shoes you know a a more minimal shoe is going to be foldable and that's going to be a lot better to pack and then you know that has benefits for your feet and like everything just kind of you'll notice things kind of start to connect um and that was really when i start started to see the benefits of minimalism before that it was just kind of just supernatural just kind of progressed to it beautiful yeah what about you man what uh how did you kind of get to your minimalist mind state i don't think i've perfected it just yet um i still have a lot of crap i need to get rid of can we always Um, right but the stuff i use on a daily is pretty consistent and it's not a lot of stuff it's like my camera my bike my notebooks my phone my laptop headphones and that's kind of it you know i don't use a 
ton besides that on the daily. And um, I find that when I use less, when I, when I have less stuff with me all day and, you know, all that, it just makes it easier to go find good, clean fun. And that's what I'm looking for generally. Yeah, um, yeah, I like that, good, clean and, fun. you know, we were throwing the ball around earlier today. And yeah, that, that's yeah. just a soccer ball, a mini soccer ball that we're chucking around. And it was yeah. a blast. You get to open up a little bit with, you know, I, I don't remember his name, but your friend who stopped yeah. by and threw with us. Yeah, um, yeah. Sorry, homie. We got to... We got Super to... bad with names. <laughs> <laughs> Shouts out when we uh, remember your name. <laughs> yeah, bro. Uh, Tag in it. <laughs> but just stuff like that, you know. Um, I got a lot out of backpacking when I first started, like, probably six years ago. Um, whoever had the lightest pack generally got to the trailhead the fastest. Yep, and yep. they'd always be waiting for everyone else. So my competitive spirit would always egg <laughs> me on to pack lighter yeah, and yeah, pack yeah. less. And... A backpack gets heavy as fuck when you have you too much shit wiser in it. Yeah, about the things you're gonna bring. Yeah. Also, when you go on backpacking trips, essentially or uh, frequently, you have a chance to pare down what you bring with you every single time. You're very conscious of that. So um, I feel like backpacking really helped me with that. And I just I don't like having a lot of stuff on me, as you said, man. I yeah, too many pockets. Too many bro. pockets. Too many things in those pockets. Yeah. Nah. I like. I like efficiency. I like yeah. to feel fast. I like, I like the the feeling of being able to run. Yeah, like with with everything on me. That you I know have. that that I guess that's that's a really that's another key thing for me for minimalism was, uh, when I got better at running, the my favorite part of running in general is just that feeling of being super light and like floating, and and really bouncy, uh, and. That's always why I liked, you know, distance running more than sprinting. Um, and and as I got more used to that feeling, I wanted to kind of put that feeling in other parts of my life. And, you know, I, I got like the lightest laptop that I could for the best quality that, that I could get. And, you know, everything kind of followed that same route of like really efficient and really lightweight and and when you're going for lightweight you you just inevitably end up at at minimalism because you can't afford all the garbage you can't have all the all the crap stuck on whatever you're getting so yeah that was actually that's uh i'm glad you said that because running for me it was definitely a game changer for my whole life in general but but definitely in that as well cool yeah running bags Running bags, bags are fun. Yeah, those mm. are sick. Yeah, I usually just get like if anyone's wondering what like I usually bring when I'm running, um, I have like a like a Camelback, and I took the actually you do this too, Pella, right? Yeah, you take the bladder out um, so that you don't have that like hose dangling by your side. Yeah, and you just stuff all your your phone, your wallet, and maybe an extra pair of socks or something. Yeah, maybe charger, a light jacket. Bring the charger. Little, <laughs> yes, um, maybe a little jacket, and you got mm-hmm. it all. Hundred percent. Yeah, it's a great feeling. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just being yeah. being on your feet for a whole day, like if it sounds absolutely terrible to you right now, it's very much worth you get, trying to do it. Probably means <laughs> that you're attached to a lot of physical objects too, and non-attachment is something that I think is it's very easy to to look at Buddhism and see, see that, or you know, spiritual practices that they don't. They don't have a lot. They don't use a lot, and they don't keep. They don't hold a lot uh, close to them. You know. 
Yeah, I, I'm not articulating it well, but you know, you get the idea. Um, yeah, they're they're the things that they value the most are just a small amount of things. Yes, exactly. Yeah. And you become more of a whole person, I think, when you detach yourself yeah. from these from yeah. these physical objects. Yeah, um, self identification, something we were talking about last time. You know, you can self identify with a whole lot of things, and chances are, if you're not if you're not really in tune with your body, you should you should check what yourself is. You know, where are you? What if if you get sick and that doesn't bother you, but your car breaks down and it does? Who are you? Ask yourself that question. Who are you? Hundred yeah. percent. Yeah, this connects to a thought I had the other day. I was feeling a little down and um, put on some music that kind of helped me get going, and uh, and I was realizing that that's kind of all I need to get going. Just a just a good yeah. song, you know. Yeah. Nothing. I don't need to put on my favorite shoes or anything, although the Vivo Barefoots do help. Um, <laughs> yeah. But I, if, I've, if, I can, <coughs> if I can even hum a nice rhythm out in the middle of nowhere, I'm happy, man. And that's, yeah. that's kind of nice. You don't need a, all those external yeah. crap to, to help you out. Yeah. Yeah, keep it, keep it super natural. Find, there's probably like four or five things that, that if you did every day, and and four or five general things, um, like going on a walk or like enjoying your food more. Just you know, I'm sure you've heard those things before, but even just things like that. Um, just pick you know four or five things that if you did them every day, if that would if that's what would make up a good day for you, those are things you should make happen every single day. There's no reason why those couldn't happen every day. And that's minimalism. Absolutely, that is minimalism. That's enjoying those little things. That's valuing those little things, and becoming aware of how big those little things are. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Do you keep a uh, go bag packed? <sighs> Not quite a go bag because, like, my life is a go bag. Um, I never fully unpack. I kind of just like repack in another area it's kind of confusing so let me explain when i moved in with the three boxes that i had it was it was everything and i'm talking like kitchen supplies you know like bed sheets like bathroom stuff like i had everything that i needed and the idea was i want to keep it all in my room partly because i had you know a really bad experience with a past roommate um but partly because you know these are if these are the things that are real that I really care about, these are things that I should always have, you know, kind of by me, kind of like that I can keep an eye on, and and if I do need to go somewhere, that I'll know where it is, and I can just pack it up and go. I don't need to search around my whole house for it. Like everything's in my room. Ooh, I like um, that. Yeah. Yeah. So like, when I say like I repacked, I just took the folded clothes that I had put in my box and put them in a drawer. And if I ever need to go anywhere, I'm going to take the folded clothes in my drawer and put them in my box, <laughs> and I'm good to go. <laughs> yeah, so it's like, you know, keep it supernatural. Keep it small, minimal, things that you value. Heck yeah. Yeah. Do you have a go bag? I like to keep a go bag ready. Yeah. Yeah. Um, what, what do you have in your go bag? Is it camping stuff? I would have like if I had a it's go bag specific. I think I pack it and unpack it pretty regularly. 
because I throw that bag inside of other bags. Yeah, yeah. But um, a notebook is definitely in there. I think the notebook is the first thing. I got a snack. For if later. I am stranded on like a broccoli. <laughs> No, please, man. I can find that stuff out in the wild. <laughs> Search but, it out. But yeah. if I'm on a on a desert island, um, or just you know the apocalypse happens and I'm alone, I need to be able to write that shit down. That's that's the first thing I think. Even if I'm gonna die mm. um, immediately, someone has to be able to come along and say, "Oh, yo, this dude was writing something. Let's read it." Um, we lost so many things just from like it wasn't written down. Yeah, or like the, we don't, or we don't know where it is. <laughs> Well, yeah, and some libraries were burned. <laughs> that too. A lot of books were burned. Has a min- your minimalistic lifestyle made you less afraid of the world? Huh. That's a pretty interesting question. Uh, elaborate. What do you mean by less afraid of the world? Do fewer things cause you anxiety when you are out in public? Because you are less attached to physical objects. In a certain way. And I think the, my real, the only thing I could really pin that to is it would be my bike. Like, I don't have to worry about gears. I don't have to worry about, I don't have to worry about breaking anything. Like, I flew into a tree one time. Your bike was totally cool after that. It was absolutely fine. Cool and I had cucumber. just gotten it. And that was all, like, stock everything like I did not expect anything to withstand but it it did and I was like totally fine and the bike was good and I was that and that was when I was like yo okay fixed gears like I had had you know I had had a BMX for a while but first time I had a fixed gear and I was like dude this is this is awesome like I don't have anything on this bike to break there's nothing that can go wrong so Mm. knowing that I can have, you know, a bike anywhere that I'm going and that's that's a that's a pretty cool feeling. That's that's pretty liberating. It also teaches you to take care of what you have, which is another yeah. great lesson. Everything you keep you clean lasts longer. You got to take care of it. You have to make sure it works properly. You have to make sure it is put away at night and stored properly. Whatever it is, that those are really important tools and lessons that not everyone does. I, I, I see a lot of people who just, they just like drop their bike when they get off it. Yeah. If they're at home or something, you know, they're, yeah. they're going to leave it for a while. They will drop it. And I don't know. Or just it's, leave it outside. Nice. Oh, man. It kills me when it's like. <laughs> that used to give me anxiety when I was a kid. I would see like squirt guns in somebody's yeah. lawn and I'd be like, yo, someone's going to take that. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh-huh. Or just like, you know, college campus, everyone's got their bike on their balcony, like. Oh my god! To, when I see that, that is the equivalent feeling of w- when you see a dog in a car on a hot like August day in Austin. Mm. Like, th- I get that same feeling. I'm like, someone needs to save that poor bike. <laughs> someone needs to go give it a nice washing. Go and take that from them. Change the chain on it. Mm. Come on, <laughs> take care of it. No, but uh, that's that's a really good that's a really good point though, because that was another reason why. Um, I, I, I kind of naturally progressed to to minimalism. I, I recently have been diagnosed with ADHD, um, mostly on the hyperactive side, and uh, putting things away for me is like if it's if it's out of sight, it is 
completely out of mind. Like, chances are I'll forget I own it. So the idea was everything that you would normally have on your desk, on your nightstand, like in your closet, um, in your bathroom, when you walk into my space, it looks like there's a lot of things out. But if you go through my drawers, there's nothing in my drawers. And that's because everything that I wanted to own, I wanted to have out. I didn't, and so, you know, I didn't want to have a bunch of doubles of things that I wasn't going to need. Um, just buy for exactly what I need and, and keep it small and have it where I need it and in, in those certain places. And that has, that, that really helped me living on my own. Like that is for sure something I'm going to continue to do for the rest of my life because I now don't live in like messy areas. Everything is pretty easily cleaned because it's just kind of reorganized and clean the surface. And like, yeah. I don't have to go find anything. It's all there. Like if I see it, I have it and then I don't, then I don't lose things. <laughs> yeah. I, uh, my parents have always been disorganized, but they, as a kid, I noticed it a lot. And, um, that's led me in, in large part to, seek organization or minimal minimalism or whatever you're going to call it um I, I yeah i don't i don't like getting yeah. i don't like losing stuff i don't like the anxiety that comes from searching from it and not being able to find it it's an yeah. awful feeling um i grew up in a very messy house <laughs> i was thinking about it just now and one way that this translates over to my life is that the one of the main reasons i decided to not get my GED and not go to uh, college is because I didn't want to spend time doing things that I wasn't fully invested in. For sure. And that is like a, you know, that's minimalism at a larger level. Um, And so, I don't know, a little thought I had just now. That's like mental power minimalism. Like if I only have, you know, 100 units of energy to give, I'm not going to put all of it towards something I don't care about. I'm going to put all of it towards something I do. Yeah, I think that's that's pretty smart. That's probably something that I could probably maybe work on a little. I'm like a you know I'm very zero to a hundred person, and if it's something that I'm moderately interested in, I'm going to dive in head first and knock that shit out. Like (laughs) the way to do it. I don't know, man. Got me into some trouble. (laughs) (laughs) Trouble. Yeah. Yeah. Well, hey, you know, all the uh, all the little all the little things that have given me the experience to feel like comfortable talking on this podcast in the first place are are definitely all the you know a, a lot of the choices that I feel like other people around me haven't made. Like I spent a very long time working construction and saw a whole part of like the world that I. Like not physically the world, I didn't go anywhere, I was still in Austin, but um just like a whole, you know, tier of people that I would never have been like associated with had I not done that. And yeah. it made me respect so many more things. And well, now it's kinda now it's kinda bad though, because I'll walk into a building, I'll be like, Oh, yep, those cabinets, yeah, they're shit. <laughs> <laughs> well you you can't see you can't become what you can't see. And so if you that that's one of the great things that traveling teaches you and i've been extremely lucky to go to mexico just about every year for the last 17 years of my life and 
that Mexico, you you, you see you see poverty you see um you, it's just a different culture you see things yeah. that you don't want to see you see some that you do um the the poverty really made an imp- uh, an impression on me uh, from a young age and that's always been some like that's always been a life that I don't want to lead, lead. Yeah. and um and I feel like it's healthy to have that that line of awareness between you like you becoming a homeless person and um like like that could happen to you and it's yeah. it's something that you definitely see when you work in the service industry when you work you know uh yeah. physical labor jobs you you see that the the world does have this in it the, yeah. these jobs have to be filled by certain humans you know yeah. they, it, these these people still go home to their families they have kids but this is what they do and i'm not trying to make jobs like that sound awful because i work service industry and i've gotten a lot out of it i'm just saying yeah, that yeah. Make a lot you, of you see sure. what there is out there and it gives you a better appreciation for what you do have um yeah and hopefully hopefully <clears throat> it's all about the lens that you look through it is yeah got to and traveling it. really yeah expands that lens yeah 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 i think i think for a lot of people it does i think i think i don't think there's any way you can get back from a trip and not have expanded your worldview there's there's almost no way business trips business trips yeah if you get to enjoy the culture yeah Yeah. i've heard a lot of people who i've heard about my friend's parents who are like business people or they just they, they yeah. travel, but they don't get to yeah. immerse themselves in the yeah. true culture of where they're going, yeah. and so they they don't like it because oh, the, it's who, just a hassle. You know, it's, it's a yeah. hassle, exactly. It's yeah, a, it's just a it's something. It's just a barrier in their life that they have to get through. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. So I would much rather work a job here and yeah. save money so that I could travel and enjoy the travel than work here and then tra- and then work elsewhere and travel and just not experience. The the true culture and immerse myself in all that. Yeah. Um, so in your in your road of you know, never not climbing is the name of the podcast, right? So it's always striving for that next goal. Where do you think minimalism falls in like your journey um, for your like your next your next goal? Because you said it's still something that you're kind of working on. Yeah. Um, I think. I think. Moving into my own space is going to be the biggest one because if I bring all the physical things that I've accumulated throughout my life thus far with me, that there's going to be too much emotional baggage uh, that comes with it. And so if I can move out into my own space and create the space that I want and that carries the energy that I want, every night when I get back to this place... It will, it will be the place that I want to be, that I where I create, where I'm comfortable, and yeah, um, and that's kind of what I'm looking for. I'm I want a space with everything that I need in it, and I don't need that much. Yeah. You know, I want to make podcasts, I want to take photos, I want to travel, and I want to ride bikes. Yeah, you don't need a yeah. whole lot for that. Yeah, how many was that for? That's four, man. Yo, pick that four or five. Pick the four or five that if you did them, they make you happy, and do them every day. Yeah, For everything you do should have an intrinsic value. If, if yeah. the, your motivation stems from some external source, 
it is not worth your effort. It is not worth doing. You need to reevaluate why you were doing it in the first place, and it might be worth changing direction. And there's nothing wrong with that. That's totally fine. People, I mean, you know, I'm still better in, make I'm the tough decision now than in 20 years when you got a lot more to lose. Yeah, like I'm, I'm you know, I was, I'm still in college, and people change majors all the time. They, oh man, yo, slight tangent. Everyone is pushing. I don't know how many people right now are listening that are, like, I don't know what the age demographic is right now, how many people are in college, how many people aren't, but um, in case in case you're older and, and you're not aware, it is a massive push to graduate in four years. That is what, you go to, like, the, you know, you go to your first speech with the president of the college, wherever you're going, and guarantee you they will tell you, you know, yeah, we're going to graduate in four years, and they'll say that probably, like, 10, 20 times. Like, that is, you are supposed to do that. And everyone that I have talked to who has graduated college has pretty much taken five. Like, when you go into college, it is normal to not really know what the hell you are doing. That And that is okay. You figured that shit out along the way. 100%. Oh, shit. I was learning this the other day. Damn. Start over. Just smash the fuck out of my knee. That's going to show up on the mic. <laughs> Um, I was listening to a Jordan Peterson talk the other day and I learned that the word sin comes from a Greek word I believe it's it starts with an H Um, you are educating me I have no idea (laughs) harmonica or it's it's not that but it is along those lines I apologize that I forgot it and Leave a comment if you it know is it is. A, well, I'll look it up right after we finish, <laughs> and I'll slap my head in the fi- or slap myself in the face. Um, slap my head in the face. The, <laughs> okay. Got two heads. It works. Heck yeah. The word sin comes from this Greek word, which is an archery term, that means to miss the center of the target. And I thought that was incredibly deep and interesting. Huh. Um, and I think minimalism, it, when, you think about, when you're thinking about stuff in the physical world too much, you just get caught up in where you're, where you're pointing your attention, right? Yeah. And so one of the best things that, one, one of the lessons that I've learned from minimalism is... What are you saying? I think it was present. You can, you it was can. more like... It was more along the lines that, like, you can just point your consciousness consciousness in the direction that you'd like, and huh. um, what what is that? Point your consciousness in the direction you like, like what, your intention. What, is that, what does that mean? Okay, so consciousness, like your, consciousness, and intention, intention is kind okay. of the same for me almost. Um, okay, okay. If I'm if I'm consciously doing something, it means there's some intent behind that, and. Okay. Um, yeah, and I've just, ever since I started paring down the things that I carry with me constantly, I am, I'm more, I, I live more in, in my, in the real world and less in my thoughts. And, yeah. um, and I'm much more conscious of the fact that if there, if change needs to be made, then I can make that change and I have to act now. Um, 
and you know I've come to that conclusion through a lot of other things but minimalism yeah. has helped it a lot yeah, I, th- I think the universe gives you signs when you're when you're do- when you're doing things the right way for you I think y- you get those you get those little things and and yes I'm sure it is just perception but you know if placebos cured cancer given to everybody you know <laughs> there's nothing wrong with that it's clearly not doing you any harm it's 100%. only doing you benefit so if you know if well there's also a lot of stories of people finding out they have two months to live yeah they from you know cancer or whatever it is and they start living like they they've always wanted to and boom cancer goes into remission yeah like yeah those stories are real yeah and so I think there definitely is something to be said for yeah. first taking the time to decide. It, it, like it's all right to not do anything, yeah. but you must be thinking about what you what you want to do. Yeah. And once you've once you've calibrated that arrow of intent and consciousness, yeah. then you just go full steam because it's pointed in the right direction. Yeah. And there's not there's a lot less between you and that goal after that. So let me ask you, is there a difference between living a fulfilled life and living a happy life? No, but I think there's a difference between living a meaningful life and those two. Okay. Um, Elaborate. Because I I think we die once and we live every day. Yeah. And the only way you make your death matter is if every one of those days and those lives inside those days mattered and and so and and, you know especially if you make a difference a positive difference in this world then your death matters and yeah um i don't know does that answer your question i yeah kind of because if you are happy being and you're not hurting anyone then you're doing your job. And if you are not hurting one hurting anyone and be and you're happy being, being as in sitting in a room alone and being happy. Yeah. You know. Like content. Like content. Okay. Like this is okay. You know. Okay. It not necessarily content, but just happy okay with it. Being. Right? Yeah. Does okay. that make sense? And then once you start to serve, then you be then you start to become meaningful. Okay. I think I think I I think I understand. So you're saying there's there's a there's a different you can you can be happy with life but not enjoy life? No, I think that's the same. You think that's the same. Okay. Yeah. But you can so you can live a, a happy and and you can live a happy life and enjoy your life but not have a meaningful life? Yeah. Which okay. I don't know, it sounds kind of blunt and negative but i think to have a meaningful life you need to be uplifting everyone around you contributing and contributing and contribute to society but you can contribute by smiling and hugging your mom because she may do the same to your dad and he may do that to someone at work and that that's what community is about that's what doing the right thing and being a good person is about it's about being yourself, being happy with yourself so that other people can be happy with themselves so they can allow other people to be happy with themselves. 
and that's that's like a, a Piagetian idea. Yeah. Um, but you know, I, I truly believe in that for sure. I just, I guess, I haven't quite defined what meaningful means to me yet. Yeah. You know. Um, I think that's what everybody is in search of, right? What meaning, is yeah. what gives meaning to my life? Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I think. I think. Because to me, I'm sorry to cut you off, but meaning is one of those things that, like, it comes to the surface when I am contributing and helping others and, and myself. Um, per, that's, just the, that's just what yeah. my definition is, I think, in my mind. Yeah. Um, so I think that's what people refer to as, like, your calling. Yeah, when that, you're helping calling, yourself yeah. and other people. Yeah, when you, when you have that, when you get the fulfillment from, from doing something meaningful, mm. I think that's what is, is what your calling is supposed to be, at least. Yeah, do you, do you feel like you found your calling? Or are you still on your way? I mean, I get little glimpses of it. Yeah. But I don't get... I, I, legitimately don't get any one feeling forever and i think that's yeah. part of life you know you nothing normal. lasts yeah nothing lasts yeah our, yeah, our yeah. earth is going to be swallowed by the sun in however many years oh and, yeah for sure if something else so, doesn't randomly knock us out of orbit <laughs> and i also think that's just part of being happy and being okay with it and being happy being is accepting accepting that it's all going to happen in that chaos and yeah. just Saying, okay, fuck it, because, again, you only die once, but you live yeah. every day. Yeah. Yeah, every, every day you should have something that makes you happy, something that made your day really good. Yeah. If someone asks you, how do, you know, I've started answering this question differently myself. When someone asks you, like, hey, how's your day going? Mm-hmm. Like, what do you say? You know what? I've definitely been thinking a lot about what I say, uh, what I respond to that question with. Yeah, I've totally changed how I answer that question. Generally, I say pretty good, honestly. Yeah. Not just that. um, But if I can smile and look them in the eyes and give them a a really big smile, then the answer is, I'm great. Yeah. I'm really good. Because I don't have a lot to complain about these days. And that's a nice feeling. Yeah, like, I, I find myself easily getting wrapped up in those external sources of stress that everyone else you know is telling me I need to accomplish this goal I need to do something this way or there's some like time limit on something like that is a massive source of stress for me and those are things I can have an absolutely blissful day where nothing went wrong in fact everything might have went right but I would still answer that question as like yeah, you know, it's all right. You know, could you know, be better. I, I think I'd go one further and tell you that you need to let go of how you th- of what you think about your response to that question. Because at the end of the day, it doesn't matter. I think it, it matters for my own mindset. If, because if I'm looking at the day, even in just a short answer of like, it was only okay, could be better. That's an entire f- mindset frame of... This entire frame of mind for my whole day that sticks with me, and that totally affects the way that I remember that day. 
But if mm-hmm. I I remember the days where I told someone that day, like, yo, this is a great day. Like, I'm having a really good day. Thanks for asking. Like, if I answer that, like, enthusiastically, my memory of that day is, is forever changed. Like, I remember that day a lot better. So it's not necessarily well, that- for anyone else, but, you know, it might be even a little bit selfish. But I, I think, you know, if it positively impacts my day, I think it's worth doing. No, 100%. 100%. Um, but <laughs> yeah, I think that's the difference between us. I yeah, just yeah, at, yeah. S- at, a, at some point, I think happiness for me is just not caring at all what people think and yeah. really letting go of that. Yeah. Um, but that if that's different for you, that's beautiful. Yeah, 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 hundred percent, brother. Um, I had a question, but I hit me got off the... on a little. Um, Shoot me with the cue. I got off that train of thought. Got an answer for you. <laughs> <laughs> I will attempt to answer <laughs> answer your question. Have people that have inspired you inspired you to live minimalistically or without fewer things, physical possessions rather? Interesting. Uh, and this is something that I definitely have something to talk about, but I wanted to get gotcha. your opinion on it. Yeah. Um, you know, I might just hand this one back off to you because I, I, there are, I have like mentors in my life and people that have taught me things, but I think at the end of the day, I really look up to myself. Like I've achieved a lot in a very short amount of time or what I feel is a very short amount of time. And I've, I've checked off a lot of goals that I have had and I'm I'm very happy with where I am. You know, mm. could could can I still make progress in my life? Yes, absolutely. Again, you know, point of the podcast, never not climbing. Like I'm always I'm always getting better, but I think the fact that I can currently look on my life and you too and say like I am always getting better. I have so many things that I have accomplished and I am still getting better. Like I think I, I am I am my own motivation. When I look back at the end of the day, it's it's myself that keeps me going for sure. Awesome. awesome. Yeah, and I know that's not quite the question, like for because I I haven't really no that's exactly had, like what I a minimal because I got yeah. something out of that. Okay, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, hit me with the answer. I have a lot of the people I look up to and that I draw inspiration from. Uh, I. It's always been the way that they think that has set them apart. And I think that's translated maybe into not caring so much about, you know, what you have or what, you know, not letting what you have define you. And, um, and just, just seeing people that are okay being alone, that I look up to that have accomplished things that I would like to accomplish or that I aspire to, um, all that stuff. Yeah. That's been extremely motivational and extremely thought-provoking, you know. Yeah. Um, those, I think it was Einstein that said, "Be a loner." That gives you time to wonder, and that's uh. like the that's kind of my thought process, you know, summed up into a quote. But yeah, it's just a the people yeah the people i've always looked up to have always thought differently and that's what's defined them and it hasn't yeah. been what they've accomplished or what they have 
or any of those things. Um, yeah. It's their choices yeah. and the ownership. Their mindset. That they take of those decisions. Yeah. Yeah. And the lens in which you look at the world is a mighty thing for sure. Yes, it is. Yeah, that'll, that'll change that'll change your life. The easiest way to make a difference in your life is just change the way you look at one thing. Change the way you look at one thing or do something hard. Or do Which something is, it's hard. It's also kind yeah. of the same thing. But like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, push yeah, yourself. That'll, yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. That'll make you that'll make you realize just you know how far you can actually go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Achieve something great, like totally great and for yourself. One of my favorite things is hill sprints. And at the end, you sit until, and, and you become extremely conscious of what the first things are that come to mind. That is one of my favorite things to do, honestly, because you really, you, the important things in your life come to mind first, um, at least for me. Um, it's interesting to, to be gassed, he, chest heaving, just yeah. out of it, barely yeah. can get up and you know, you're not thinking about the latest iPhone that came out. You're not thinking about that car that you saw down yeah. the road the other, the other day. You're you're thinking about important shit. Yeah. Um, you think about who you are. Yeah. You're usually thinking about who yourself, honestly. And um. And yeah, you're you're the only person you have control over. At the end of the day, you know. Yeah, I like that. Um, I think I think I, I think I do something similar um but i i i do it like kind of in the backwards way so instead of instead of the first thought that comes to my mind like and and i I like really long climbs because it it does this um i I think that's another contributing factor climbs on the bike yeah yeah um i think that's another contributing factor for why i like running so much because it puts me there for a longer amount of time a lot quicker um but uh, when when you're at that peak point of running where you're not full sprinting, but you can still run like your fastest mile, and when you're bounding, basically, yeah, and everything is like burning and and honestly, like physically, you kind of feel terrible, but somehow you're you're still like breathing, you know, pretty normal. Like you have control over your breath. Those are the moments that like I am completely zoned in, and I'm and what what I am feeling. I like my physical my physical feelings and I like that's mm. that's what I love but for me is that when you're I, in your body yeah like okay yeah my legs hurt and like I'll kind of focus on that for a little bit and like just keep the pressure and everything the same or keep the speed the same um, yeah. keep my strides the same and just focus on the pain just focus on how uncomfortable it's making me and that moment right there, that's bliss for me. Mm, yeah. yeah. I love that. For me, that's where pain turns into just another feeling. That's where yeah. it's it's just an emotion. Like, you know, yeah. crying is just an emotion. Like, all of it is yeah. just, it's all the same. They are feelings. They are emotions. But it's okay, and you're feeling it right now. Yeah. And that, yeah, it is, you feel invincible a little bit. Yeah. Definitely. Um, Actually, uh slight tangent on that um shout out to Alyssa. uh we had an awesome conversation on uh it it was kind of you know about religion but it was really you know looking at yourself from the third perspective and if you take a step back and and anything that does that for you whether 
yeah, again, like for us, you know, we're, we're talking about religion. So whether it's, you know, religion or it's exercise or whatever it is, if you are stepping back and evaluating yourself from like mentally from, from outside, outside yourself, yeah, yeah, then and, and you're able to make choices for your personal affect, like, is this something that is in line with what I want to do or is it not? If you can see where you are and guide yourself outside of yourself to where you want to be, like, doesn't matter what does that for you. That 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 is that is your key right there. That's your goal, and that's what running does for me. I think, yeah, I think that's what hill repeats do for you. <laughs> yeah. yeah, physical, just pushing myself physically in general. That's that's where it takes me. Yeah, it's a great feeling. Yeah, it is. Yeah, are sure. there non-physical practices that take you there? I can say right now, no. No, I don't. Yeah, I don't even wow. have to think about that. Yeah, no, there is. I am so, I am such a chronically stimulated person that. It has to be physical. It just has to be physical. I can't. I can't sit and do anything with full effort. It is so uncomfortable for me to be still, like, <laughs> and I mean uncomfortable, like, not uncomfortable, like, you know, like hill repeats or, or running really fast. I mean, like, in my in my brain, it's like something is someone's taking a sponge and just like rubbing my brain. Like it, it is. It is so uncomfortable on such a primal level. I can't stand not moving. So <laughs> That's every quite the analogy. Yeah, <laughs> man. Yeah, like everything that that I really vibe with is always outside and moving and physical. And, and it's always been like that. And it's always been like that. Yeah. 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 It's always been like that. I definitely have memories of running trails as a kid, and it would feel like. I was in a movie where the mo- the camera's going down like a road at 100 miles an hour. It feels yeah. it it's the flow state where you where you kind of s- flow. Yeah, it's the yeah. flow state. To me it feels like I my eyeballs sink in an inch or two into my head. Yeah. And it does feel like I'm looking at the world a little more through yeah. the third, you know, third uh perspective or not third perspective. It's uh from the third person, yeah, a little yeah. more like that uh and and to me, I feel my body less. I think, but I, I've always yeah. I've always liked trails because of that. Because yeah. it's a narrow. It takes concentration to stay on the on the trail if it's a narrow, you know, single track, yeah. and um, and with the t- twists and turns and the leaves coming past you, it just yeah. it turns into this kaleidoscope of of effort yeah. almost. And um, and to that to this day, I. If I remember running as a kid, it inspires me and yeah. it gets me amped up and I start, you know, I start, I either go jump off something or I'll go run or yeah. I'll go throw a ball or I'll go, yeah. I'll go outside. Yeah. You know, that's the point. And, uh, yeah, a hundred percent, dude, that is one of the feelings that I still, yeah. I hold up there and I remember it. And when I remember it, it makes me smile, man. For I sure. think the difference between us and, and a lot of other people is exercise for us is not exercise it is a form of play we are going outside to play we're either playing on the bike playing on foot playing a game like we brought a frisbee to the park the other day and uh met met a uh, a really cool dude shouts out um, to peyton dude yeah man yo he uh he's got a soundcloud I'll leave a link hopefully somewhere if i remember <laughs> yeah that'll that'll be shared on the facebook page or wherever twitter all that jazz 
Yeah, for sure. And it was, you know, it was super cool. Like we uh, got to connect with someone because we had a frisbee and get because we, we were tossing yeah. it around and conversating while we were doing that. And, and apparently going hard enough to look like we knew what the hell we were doing. <laughs> we didn't. Clearly. We had no idea. <laughs> none whatsoever. Yeah, absolutely none. Falling all over the place. Uh huh, for sure. He pulled it off, I guess. For sure. Um, I still have uh I still have things sticking out of my arm from that day. <laughs> dang. Yeah, got some splitters or something. A little piece of grass. Yeah, whatever. It's in there for life. <laughs> That's a... I, I, we already touched on this, but but I love activities like that. Play. Like, yeah. playing with one object is so fun. You, yeah. It, and it's almost impossible... It's almost impossible to, like, not talk to someone while you're tossing a ball back and forth because oh, yeah. you are you are constantly reaffirming that there is mutual trust yeah and like it's that kind of activity i like the way you put that yeah and so it's just this like it's almost like passing a joint back and forth you are you know this dude is is trustworthy you know whoever you're with is trustworthy and it's it's just an activity that connects people at not a deeper level but just a level it's just one of one of those levels and i think we get away from that as we get older. And it's so totally. important to connect with your playful self because, yeah. you know, you can shit talk while you're throwing a ball back and forth. It's okay because <laughs> yeah. as, if that ball doesn't get thrown back, you know yeah. you crossed a line. Yeah, yeah. And it's I, like... You, you always hear like actions are more powerful than words, right? Right. Yeah, like you can, you can be really upfront with someone and and really transparent with someone and you can continue to get that frisbee tossed back (laughs) right but you know it's you know until you punch them in the face (laughs) i don't think they're they're gonna stop frisbee with you um sorry i uh, interrupted uh if you if you take if you take the object out of it right that's kind of most people's communication is really you know well really basic right it's social Mm. media right that all we have is words there's no there is no contact so you lose you lose that that part of trust like yeah like if you're shit talking someone over twitter like sometimes that can be really hurtful depending on what you're saying but if you're shit talking someone and you're throwing them a ball it's not just seeing them like they could have a totally neutral face, but the fact that they're not chunking that shit at you, like you get you get a feeling like there is you, there is, you know, yeah. you have feedback from their energy like you are feeling off their energy. Um, and that's that's something that, yeah, that you don't have online that you can't have with words. Words Eye are contact. so limiting. Eye yeah. contact is another one. I was yeah, learning yeah, that. Yeah. I was learning that gorillas don't have as much whites in their eyes as we do. And um, one of the hypotheses for that is that throughout evolution, whoever had less whites in their eyes got killed off because uh, of mis- probably because of misunderstandings. We'd all be dead. Um, well, we're the ones that survived. We have whites in our eyes because the, peop- the people that had whites in their eyes way back when survived. And... Yeah. You know, this is just an, a hypothesis, but I, I, I would put some serious weight behind it. It makes total sense. Eye contact is huge, man. And that's another thing you get from tossing a ball back and forth. Because, yeah. yeah, I don't yeah. know, I was making eye contact with you and your friend earlier. Yeah. Just, just because I had to toss it back and forth. And it's just, it's another way of showing mutual trust. Yeah. Yeah. 
Another yeah. one of those things, man. Yeah, keep it keep it minimal. You know, it's just a ball. <laughs> it's it's just not, a ball. It's not all the extra and we, stuff. We could have honestly thrown like a fucking a rock, bottle. dude. We I've thrown, thrown bottles a... <laughs> with like a little bit of water in the bottom. <laughs> fucking rock. rock. Exactly. <laughs> I don't know you if better I catch be it now. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, that. There. All right. So, um, <laughs> Paolo's going for like like a like a long throw and kind of like beamed it at me and uh it, it i like i kind of went straight through my hands because i wasn't expecting it that fast and came so close i'm talking like centimeters <laughs> from taking out this dude like it, it almost it almost hit him dead on what was it like like what was it like his hip or it was it was just below his butt yeah gotcha um, okay yeah, it was like his it, thigh it was about it was it, so close. Like if, he, were, if he was wearing man. baggier pants, it would have hit him. He was laughing though. He was such a good sport about it. He was like, "I felt the wind of that." <laughs> I don't doubt that he did, man. Yeah, it no, got for close. sure. It was so close. That was funny though. That was super funny. <laughs> eye contact, uh, staying on the eye contact thing. Um, that's something that I'm always reminded of on the bike because. Before I started really messing around downtown on my fixie and I started um, messaging, I wouldn't make eye contact with drivers. And I've noticed since I've started riding in traffic a lot more often that when you make eye contact with a driver, they are probably 80% more likely to see you, take the, the necessary precautions to make sure they don't hit you. Yeah. And like actually acknowledge your existence. Igno- yes, <laughs> acknowledge your existence. And, um, I don't know. Just we're, yeah. we're getting so estranged from spending time face to face and like yeah. really like being comfortable across from someone yeah. that um, it's just nice to it's nice to get to yeah. to reaffirm that eye contact's a big one, man. Yeah, you big. can get a lot out of people's eyes for sure. Yeah, the, it doesn't matter. Yeah, that's one of those things where again, like, it doesn't matter what you're saying to me. Like, your eyes are gonna tell me more. It's definitely a social thing, and very much so. Yeah, it, there are. Certain certain people with you know certain things that the reason why they can't look someone in the eye for whatever reason, but uh, like can't sit still. <laughs> you know we all got our things, but mm. yeah, for sure, looking people in the eye that is very very important. And as you get older, it becomes more important. If you're having you know if you go to an interview and you're like totally avoiding eye contact, you know. Eh, probably not going to get hired. <laughs> right. But if you are, even if you are equally enthusiastic about being there and said all the same words with the same inflections, you know, uh, you know, eh, just there's something there, you know. Right. People people don't vibe with that if you're like not willing to look at them. It's a sign of trustworthiness, I guess. For sure. Yeah. 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 Cool, man. Well, I think we haven't done quite an hour. An hour? How far are we? Yeah, it's a little less. Roundabouts an hour. Yeah. 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 Sweet. Any last words? Um, I think we're going to wrap this thing up. Yeah. uh, Follow us on Twitter, Instagram. What are we on? What all are we on? We are on Facebook, Twitter. I'm on Instagram with the Never Not Climbing. I don't think I'm going to make like a podcast uh page yeah. or anything but follow us on all of it it's never not climbing uh all caps probably yeah. uh or hashtag nnc podcast 
yeah. pod. Yeah, yeah, do at, at NNC Podcast. Should should find us on all things. Um, and then, yeah, I'm Rytha Ralpha, if you want to follow me on Instagram. Good luck trying um, to spell that. Yeah. It has like a dot and a underscore <laughs> in it or whatever. Mine's but easy, But if you man. get it right, I'm the only one. <laughs> <laughs> you could also look up Ryan Brenner. Yeah, you could Or Paulo Hernandez. Uh, I'm having a great time making this podcast personally since last week, since our first one, oh I have God. just, I, I've felt better about myself, which is interesting. And, um, I've felt more confident, confident in speaking my ideas. And yeah. It's given me a great way to talk to other people and feel more confident having really in depth, deep conversations with people that I might not have had conversations with before. And, it has definitely been just really cool seeing how many people actually like vibe with what we're talking about. Like our, our, you know, we're still kind of figuring out our sound and everything, but, and, and definitely, you know, always welcome for feedback. Uh, but yeah, it has been really cool. This is all about learning. It's, it's all about learning. If you got advice, tips, just a comment, all of it is welcome. Yeah. I'm, I'm personally not going to take any of it seri- like too seriously because that's the way I like to go through people giving me feedback. But, you know, <laughs> I would love to read what you send, and I appreciate you taking the time. And uh, I appreciate Ryan right here sitting across from uh, me. Appreciate and, you, Paolo. <laughs> uh, this is fun. We're going to continue doing it. Yeah. Please share. If you enjoyed it. Yep. Even if you didn't, you know, share it. <laughs> <laughs> Tell him, hey, I, I found a couple of shitheads on SoundCloud, and, and you, you need to hear them. Exactly. Yeah. All right. Cool, cool. We're another out. day, another lesson learned. NNC, never not climbing. Don't forget. Peace, brother. Later. <laughs>